Welcome to the Chad G. Ortho OT Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Guerrero. I'm an orthopedic occupational therapist, strength and conditioning coach, sports trainer, and I hold over 40 specialty certifications in manual therapy, orthopedics, and sports medicine. On this podcast, we will discuss everything orthopedic therapy, sports medicine, and more. If you're a therapist, health and fitness professional, or someone just wanting to learn more about the orthopedic and sports medicine world, then this is a podcast for you. Let's get started. Before we get started, I want to let you know that if you have an interesting case or topic that you want me to discuss, head over to my website, Chad G. Ortho OT, go down to the contact me section, fill out that form and let me know what you have going on or what topic that you want me to talk about on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much. Welcome to another episode of the Chad G. Ortho OT podcast. I'm your host, Chad Guerrero. And today I want to touch on youth sports, you know, with the training that goes on in youth sports. So I've seen some really crazy stuff. Um, you know, I've coached uh, sports for years. I coached my son. I had a uh, travel baseball team. And so, you know, I, and I've been around a lot of other coaches, a lot of really great coaches. Um, I'm not saying that I was great, actually. I probably didn't know what I was doing half the time, but uh, uh, I loved it and I love working with the kids. But the thing that I found most interesting, and I guess I don't say interesting, maybe most ridiculous over the years is the crazy things that some of these coaches have their players do, especially at a very young age. It's amazing to me, um, you know, with all the crazy techniques that they're using and, you know, they looked online and I'm not against looking online because I have information online. Right. But, you know, they look online and they get, they see some technique from somebody and maybe this is not even a credible person. And they're like, I'm going to incorporate that into my practices or, or whatever that is. And you end up, and these kids get hurt, um, especially when now single sport specialization is such a huge thing, which I'm against that as well. I think you should play in uh, multiple sports. I think it reduces your risk of injury. Well, as a matter of fact, it statistically does reduce your, your risk of injury. Um, and so I think that, you know, being a multi-sport athlete, you train in different, uh, different ways, different parameters and all. So that, I think that's, that's a whole, that's my whole, you know, thing on that. I think you really should be a multi-sport athlete, but anyway, but like, I, you know, just, I I've seen, and just, just to name a, a few things that I've seen that I've just, I have no idea where this stuff comes from, uh, you know, uh, softball pitchers. So I have seen coaches take, you know, the five gallon bucket. Now I'm not a softball coach, never coached softball, worked on a lot of softball athletes over the years. And they take this bucket and they make like this windmilling motion, you know, with the throwing arm, you know, because that's going to do, I don't know what that's supposed to do, but it's going to do something. And, you know, my, uh, you know, kind of standpoint on that is or viewpoint is like, I, it looks like to me, you're really straining number one, the labrum. Uh, rotator cuff has got to do some kind of crazy stuff. And then also like a bicep tendon, you know, you know, among other things, I, I just don't know how great that would be. Um, and I have had athletes come in and you know, complain like, well, you know, we're doing my coach had me doing this bucket windmilling thing. And, uh, you know, so well, I probably shouldn't be doing that. Right. Um, so that's one of the things that I've seen. The other one that I've seen is, um, you know, coaches having kids in the weight room with a bar on their back, right? Especially, you know, high up on, on the neck. And instead of a traditional squat, they squat and they jump, like this jump squat kind of thing with this bar on their back. Now, 
I'm sure there's going to be people out there that listen to this that do it all the time and say, okay, it's fine. I, I like that, you know, whatever. I, I find it very hard to believe that there would not be a high risk with that, with, you know, everything from fracture to disc pathology to, I mean, I, I just don't think that that's good. And I don't think really, in my opinion, that I don't think that like the risk is worth the reward. Are you really improving? Did this high school kid go to a division one athlete because they were jumping with a bar on their back or did a collegiate athlete get into you know, pro sports because of that? Probably not, you know, because you got to think about athletic health because it's not just, you know, is this nine year old going to be, you know, are they going to make it to the pros, you know, statistically, probably not just being honest. But the thing that I look at it is sure you want to enjoy and have a good athletic career, even if it's just a youth athletic career, but you don't want to be 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, whatever. And you've got all this pain and you've had two or three surgeries because, you know, you had some, some coach or trainer or whoever it was that had you doing these just really ridiculous things. Um, I think that, you know, there are a lot of uh, uh, sports programs like in schools that do not have a certified strength and conditioning coach, you know, or strength and conditioning trainer or sports trainer. Um, you know, they may have a therapist, they may have an athletic trainer, they may have, you know, some coaches that like to work out, they may have, you know, some of these different things. And that's a lot different than having somebody who's put the time in, who's studied for, you know, accredited, you know, uh, exams and things like that. I'm not saying that people that don't, that have not went through those programs, they don't know what they're talking about, nothing like that. But I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that like that does to me, if I'm looking around, that does signify like you may obviously have a little more knowledge in that area. At least it's documented knowledge. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that know how to prescribe medicine, probably could operate on somebody from watching TV, TV shows and YouTube, but yeah, I probably would find somebody with MD or DO behind their name before I let them operate on me. Just, just saying. So, um, you know, so those are, those are some of the things, um, uh, I'm trying to think of another one that's been very common. I've said weighted balls. Oh man, that weighted throwing weighted balls, whether it's baseball, softball, whatever, Big debate. Um, a lot of programs use it with no real scaling or assessment or knowledge of biomechanics or anything else. Just like going at it all willy nilly. And, you know, there's a, a research study that was put out. Uh, Mike Reinald put this out. I think him, Glenn Fleissing, um, and there was one more. I can't remember who else was on this big study that was published. And they were looking at, you know, uh, weighted ball throwing programs of baseball. And it was a very minute increase in velocity. I mean, very, very minimal. And, but what they did, did find was the uh, injury rates and the risk of injury goes up. So you have to ask yourself is, is a 3% increase in velocity worth damaging an elbow, a shoulder, you know, whatever, and, you know, putting you behind and, and these kind of things, you know, so, um, with the weighted ball programs, I'm not saying the weighted balls are bad. I mean, people use them all the time. I understand that. I, I just think that you need to have some sort of, uh, uh, you know, kind of program that you're going by based off of the kid, the age, or, or if you're, you know, whatever, before you just go out and just start doing some of those things. I just, I don't think that's a necessarily a good idea. Um, another thing that I've seen is in like what's called unilateral uh, rotational sports. So like golf, um, baseball, softball, uh, you know, where you're primarily, you know, uh, you know, one side dominant uh, and, you know, as a comparison of like 
football or basketball where you're switching hands and directions a lot, things like that, or tennis, you know, where you, you may, you may switch over and hit with the other hand or your whatever, um, you know, those unilateral sports, especially that require a lot of rotation. I don't know how many times I've seen, you know, folks, they do rotational training is the main focus, right? Because this person needs to increase their ability to hit. So we've got to put some bands on them and, you know, uh, work on, you know, their rotation and resistance. And I'm not saying that's bad. You know, you can do that, of course. And, and that is the movement pattern that they're used to. But the, I think a lot of consensus on this among a lot of, you know, uh, rehab professionals and sports professionals, uh, you know, trainers and so forth would be, they're doing so much of this now that's unilateral, that's on one side, like repetitive strain is very high. So you have a risk of tendonitis, tendinopathies, things like that, you know, muscle strains and all that that you're going to have, you know, ligament sprains. And so irritating growth plates in the joint space and all these kind of things. So let's break that up and go into the, a, a different movement that doesn't require the same rotation that you've been doing on, you know, just day in and day out. You're practicing two, three, four hours a day or whatever that is, you know, so many days a week and then you play on the weekend and then, you know, you play during the week. And so, you know, going in and adding in more movements like that, I don't think is a good idea. And so like for me, with our athletes, the thing that I would do or have done is we do maybe go back to more compound movements. Maybe we do squats and deadlifts or, or whatever that is, um, you know, that's not so unilateral or one-sided. I'm not saying we can't do some of that and, and sure I have done it. And we'll continue to do it, but that's not my focus at all. Uh, and, you know, we all know in a rotational sport of the upper extremities, the power is generated in the legs, right? So if you're going somewhere, you know, for therapy or training or whatever, and the therapist says, you know, we're going to increase your arm strength and that, that alone is going to increase your velocity or your distance in throwing, um, you know, research doesn't support that. It's going to be uh, developing leg power and development uh, of strength there. And then your ability to transfer that through the core and the trunk and then, you know, on out and dissipating through the upper extremity. So it's, it really starts with the legs. And I don't know how many times that you've seen coaches like tell people you're going to go improve your strength or your velocity and all that by taking, you know, go home and get a dumbbell and start curling it. I don't know how many times I've heard that. And it's amazing because for an overhead athlete, especially when you throw the tricep is activated right, to straighten out the elbow. Now the bicep comes in to stabilize and decelerate, uh, you know, help with the elbow extension to decelerate that, but it's coming from the tricep. So if anything, you tell somebody to go exercise their tricep, but I mean, that, that won't get it. That's, I'm not saying do that because that's not right either. Um, I think it needs to be a collection of things and looking at things in a, in a whole. So the whole gist of this whole thing is, you know, for if, if parents are listening to this, especially, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, uh, your, your coach or coaches, whatever age that is. I mean, I have no problem if you know, I have one, uh, uh, my son's in high school. Uh, my daughter plays on a travel team. Uh, she's about to be eight. And so I have no problem in, you know, I'm not saying, Hey, I'm criticizing you're wrong, but if there's something that I feel like is, you know, is definitely, um, a, a huge red flag in the injury department, then I would, I would definitely address that with that coach. You just say, Hey, look, I don't, you, you can do what you want, but I don't think this is a good idea necessarily, especially, you know, for longevity, you know, um, I just don't think it's a good idea. And, and I'm based on that. Again, I've been doing this a long time and, you know, I stay involved with a lot of different organizations and things. 
Um, the American Baseball Biomechanics Society, which was developed by Dr. Glenn Fleissing, puts out incredible research. It's really a group of super, super smart people that are involved in this. And somehow they let, they let me, they let me in. I don't know how I got in, but slipped into the cracks, I guess. But that has been really great because Dr. Glenn Fleissing is a consultant to the MLB, does tons of research. Uh, so uh, at the Andrew Sports Medicine Institute and all this, it's very, very knowledgeable person. So I also recommend following Dr. Glenn Fleissing um, on social media. I know he's on Instagram. I'm not sure what all else, but um, I follow a lot of his uh, his works and, and publications and things that he puts out. It's really incredible. So anyway, so at the end of the day, make sure that uh, you do a little homework and, you know, if you see some kind of oddball training techniques, the newest thing that's come out, just just be aware that it, it there might even though it may have some benefit, it may not be worth the risk of injuring and, you know, injuring yourself and then either shortening your athletic career or when you're 40, 50 years old, whatever, you know, you're calling me to make an appointment, you know, to come check some things out. So um, I hope that helps, guys. I appreciate everyone uh, again for the support. Thank you so much for listening and you guys have an awesome day. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrero Rehabilitation, setting the bar for rehabilitative and sports medicine care.